What's up? I'm Blake. I'm Layla. I'm Raymond. I'm Christian. I'm Tristan. I'm Rebecca. I'm Sarah. Why did Miss Helmer choose to sign the book, and why did we read the book? So I put, in my opinion, that so we can see the challenges of becoming an adult and the feeling of growing up, like, and the just how his mental health issues and just stuff like that. Yeah, I would, I would say that part of the reason she had us read this book is also to see what someone experiences when they're trying to, you know, grow up and become adult when they have, you know, a certain mental disorder that kind of keeps them from progressing into adulthood more smoothly, I guess. I mean, I could also cover like, it's just, it's a culturally significant book with a lot of people that have read it and a lot of baked in messages and symbolism, I guess. So it works with the curriculum. Yeah. I guess we'll move on to the second question. What's important (laughs) about the book? And I mean, kind of already answered that. I think for me, this book was kind of like, also you guys can talk about your own questions because I know, I realized today, mine are very repetitive. So if you want to look. Okay, you'll hear yourself again there. I'm trying not to be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll just be a long silence. Thank you, Miss um, Homer, too, Miss Homer. Well, for me, I think what's important about the book is that it kind of, like, showed me how, like, what happens if you kind of, like, push everyone away and, like, don't, like, take care of your relationships because, like, I feel like everyone needs relationships so, like, someone to, like, confide in and to, like, have and, like, and, like, especially, like, this age, like, he's, like, the same age as us and, like, if you don't have anyone, like, I don't know, it feels like as the book goes on, he's kind of just, like, destroying himself. Like, he has. He starts off with, like, friends, and then he slowly just, like, gets more and more lonely. And that's, like, it all end up like that. I feel like it, it's supposed to also associate with our own personal lives and take, like, some parts of the book to, like, relate to us in some sort of way. Yeah, so I guess it's just the collection of, like, messages within the book that are all just relatable, especially to us and what we're studying in class right now and what you've given us. And it kind of, um, another thing that it would, another message that it would put out is that you should, or not a message, but it kind of makes you be a little bit introspective and you might see some of the aspects of Holden in you as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to which symbol in the book is most important to understanding Holden. I think the red hunting hat is yeah, yeah. like it shows like how he wants to be different from everyone. Like he always tells, he's like, everyone hates this hat, but I love it because it's like different. No one else would wear like an ugly hunting hat everywhere. I put something different. I said like it shows like his innocent, maybe like almost his yeah. blockade into like he wants adult to like life. hide himself yeah, before, before he puts he... it over his eyes. Yeah, yeah. he. It, like, makes him feel um, safer or just, like, you know, it makes him feel like he's disconnected from all of the hurt and the pain when he puts it on and puts it over his eyes. Almost like um, he's, like, a kid again. Yeah. So yeah. Protection. Yeah. I saw it as more of, like, um, like his independence because he bought it with his self. So it's kind of showing him, like, oh, I'm an adult now. This is me as an adult. And, like, I guess that's how I see it. I think uh, another symbol actually that was also really important was the title, you know, the catcher in the Ryan. They touched on that a few times and how he was going to catch these kids from falling off of a cliff. And uh, it seemed to do with like keeping the kids from falling off a cliff and losing their innocence and going into their adult life and stuff like that. And that was stuff that we'd 
uh, could see in other things that he did as well, like just being afraid of growing up to be an adult. Yeah, like like holding on to like your childhood as long as you can. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to why did Holden choose to finish the book the way he did? Uh, why did Salinger choose to finish the book the way he did? And how are they similar and different? I think that the only thing I could think was like Holden isn't very like personal. Like he doesn't like to talk much about him. So I feel like leaving it as like a half, like we don't really know what happened is like, I don't know, like keeping in character, like not just like telling us everything. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like into like in how he finished the book, he almost wanted to kind of leave it on a happy note, considering just before at the end of that chapter, it was him like bawling his eyes out at his sister Phoebe riding on the, uh, the yeah, the, the carousel, the thingy. And, and then it just, he's just super happy and it just skips to that. But then he also said he didn't know how he felt about that. He just, he couldn't get a touch on his emotions. So. It could go both ways. I think it like kind of showed like bipolar maybe disorder and like yeah. those yeah. two chapters like oh oh since I let out all my feelings I'm better now now I can like live life again almost. Exactly. This is like twenty minutes after he just freaked out at Phoebe and like kept telling her to shut up and told her you know I'm I'm going away. I feel like he can't like really handle like his feelings like every time he has like a problem he kind of just like breaks down and it like destroys him a little bit and then like. He, like, does that and, like, does something, and he's better, and then it all happens all over again. Yeah. Um, and then why did Salinger finish the book the way that he did? <sighs> I don't really know. I mean, I think that's, it's different because it has to do more with, like, the messages that he was trying to share in, in the book that he wrote. Because, I mean, he did write this, what was this, like, 50, 1950-something yeah, like the Civil uh, War. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he, World War II. That was the whole point, you know, baking in this whole nother allegorical level and where he was sharing all these these messages for the people that read it, you know, but it was kind of up to us to interpret. Seemed like he wanted to leave it on a pretty ambiguous note so we could kind of figure out why he ended it like that and stuff. Maybe he wants you to like make an ending of how you want it like yeah. Holden to be at the end, I guess, yeah. maybe. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like I don't know, like a lot of books have just like a perfect ending and it's like happy and it's like, oh yeah, like it's going to be hard, but you're going to get better. And then like this one kind of like didn't do that. Like it didn't really have an ending. Exactly. Which is like yeah. really like relatable. Like there's I mean, no end. It just yeah. keeps going on. It was, it was written in 1945. So it's probably, you know, one of those things where it's like previous to that you know, not too long before that was the Depression, the Great Depression. Um, so he just wanted to end it on a different note than every other book because for 10 years the country had been in, you know, an economic depression. But also a lot of people were depressed because there's nothing they could do to change their um, financial and economic state. So he just, you know, didn't want to do the same old thing with his book. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could interpret it. That's what you guys are all saying. But, like, it's more like how you interpret it. And I think that he probably did end up as a good note, in my opinion, because I think it just sounded like he was having – he was more happy at the end. And well, and we'll like, actually answer that in the next question, which Wait, is like – Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll that leaving that. the book 
to not be I like in my opinion wasn't super specific and like open-ended and I think that that it makes it more like relatable to like everyone can relate to it differently and like kind of like take different parts of the book and connect it like to their own life so I feel like if it was too like specific or like more specific not as many people would be able to like relate yeah, to because it because in life there's no like certainty this time exactly and i guess well we'll finish it with like it seemed like there were almost no similarities between the two you know intense with the endings because they were i mean two different things you know yeah. holden was a fictional character in his own life ending in a mental facility and then salinger was an author writing a book with the intent of sharing a message in his own writing so i mean i think you know that was that, that was the biggest difference right there um, I, the next one is uh, what is the message of the ending of the book? So I guess now we can really touch into that. I mean, do you really want to know? Ask him. Oh wait, oh, he's, <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he he gone. <laughs> I think, like on a different note, I think what's really interesting, he always talks about like. He wishes he didn't talk about people because he always starts missing them. Yeah. And that's like really interesting. Is I it, think. Like. I kind of heard about him. Like if he keep like. Like him. Like his memories. Like mostly all we hear. Like especially like Jane. Like we don't actually like meet her. And he never talks to her. It's just like his memories. And like him keeping that like in his head like he can kind of like control it and like use it to like keep him calm or like if he's sad then thinks about her and he's like happy but then like if he starts talking about her and it comes like more real and like other people like know like about it then he he feels like it's not as like special like his memories aren't as special because he's like talking about them and it's not just like personal I think and then he starts to miss them yeah um I feel like like how you said he always he's more obsessed about like the memories he has like always like oh it made me yeah. feel bad or living like, in the past yeah like so he like reminisces about the past a lot mm-hmm. uh i was thinking it like ties into one possible interpretation of the ending from the previous question or how like maybe he uh holden ended it like this and salinger ended it to show that, like he ended it so happily in 25 you know with the, the carousel and then in 26 he He's kind of finished it off in the hospital. And then when he talked about how he, it made him miss the other people. And he, you know, that kind of said how before he always hated on Ackley and just found faults in everybody. But now he's kind of looking at them saying that he misses them. He he kind of sees that they are normal people. He sees the pluses and that. And it kind of reflects on his desire for companionship like a human, you know, it's like. And that like relates to like our lives, like. Yeah, we may hate like high school and studying for this, but like when we're older, we're gonna like miss it. We're gonna be trying to always like be where we are right now, and mm-hmm. we should just like live in the moment yeah. and enjoy the annoying people because people are just gonna get more annoying. Might also have to do with like a message saying that you can you can always get better. I mean, considering throughout the book, he kind of transitioned from just being really odd and hating everybody to then you know seeing them and yeah. with the hospital it kind of leaves it open to maybe he could get better, eventually live a normal life and improve. Mm-hmm. But we will never know. We'll never know. Um, so I guess we'll move on to 
in what ways is the catcher and the rye about nothing and everything at the same time? That's, uh, that's number six. Wow. Shirley hit us with a deep question. There. Um, I think also that it's more of him wandering around the city, but when you look into his deep conversations and his memories, you see the like the in-depth feel of him and like how he thinks and how he acts and like what what men what's going on mentally for him and yeah, I agree because he talks about random stuff all the time. Like yeah. he gets he goes track. He yeah. goes like, like, oh wait, that means something. Yeah. yeah, he like goes in a circle, but then it's like how you to like interact with others, and that's like how you can really see. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not so much about like the meaning of the words he says, but like the reasoning behind what he says, mm-hmm. and the reasoning behind what he thinks is the meaning of the book, whereas the words he says are just. I mean, not all nonsense, but, you know, it's like he, it's essentially the ramblings of an insane boy. It's just, yeah, it's just a reflection. It's It's, random. It lets us peer into him, though. Yes. Yeah, it's like, I feel like, (laughs) like, I don't know, like, it's about nothing, because it's just him, like, wandering around, but I think that was, like, like, so genius as a challenger, because you, not, like, following, like, a major, like, storyline gets Uh you... Like, to be able to see, like, his just true, like, raw, like, emotions. And so, like, reacting to, like, normal, everyday things, like someone walking down the street and singing a song, like, singing, seeing this, and, like, donating, and, like, I don't know, like, it's random. Like, it's all random, but it's, like, it shows you more of, like, nothing. Well, and I think that helps, like, relate to, or that helps make it relatable, considering with the constant internal dialogue, you can... You can read it and see what he's thinking about. It's like some of the stuff is something you would never say to anybody else around you. You know, it's just kind of you can relate to your yeah. own what you sit here and think yeah. about. And it's like how he talks about his friends, and you're like, oh yeah, I know someone like that. Yeah, I think yeah. About, like how annoying. Um, that also kind of made me think. It's kind of not really answering the question, but it's it made me think of throughout the book. It seems like it reflects his his two sides of him with yep. nothing being like. He kind of he feels like nothing. Like when he's leaving Pensy and looking out on the care about anyone. Yeah, looking at the game, he's he's talking about how he wanted a goodbye, but he never got one. He just he felt like he wasn't part of the school and nobody saw him leaving. He was just a speck of dust in a beach of sand, you know. But then um, he wanted those goodbyes and he went and talked to that teacher and he kept calling people up after he left Pensy. He wanted people to recognize that he was leaving. So I guess it's like him wanting companionship and wanting people to see him at the same time as not wanting to be close to anybody or share his emotions. And like, especially like you can see in his relationships, like with girls, like he wants to act like he doesn't care, but then like he does, like you can see like he does care, but then he just struggles. Yeah. He was like, keeps latching off to that girl. He was like, Oh, can you go somewhere? He, I feel like he like acts like, Oh, I don't care. Like, Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't care. And then other times he's like, can we run away together? Can we do this? Can we do that? Yeah, and like with the, like Sally, like you always talk about, he's like, oh, she's so annoying. Like, I don't like her. But then she went on a date with her and asked her to run away with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know why I did that. She's annoying. <laughs> Which is it? Um, I guess we'll move on to uh, in what ways does Holden get progressively worse throughout the, the novel? That's number seven. I think he gets more depressed throughout yeah. the novel. Yeah. And, like, he subsides it by, like, drinking and smoking and stuff. Yeah. I think he's 
the more the more the book goes on, the more he's trying to be older, and the more he's trying to not be older. Exactly. So it's like the internal fight, like is just getting worse and worse. And I feel like he doesn't care as much about anyone. Like, I don't like his relationships. Like he wanted, he was just gonna like leave his family, and then like, you know, like I think his relationships are getting worse too. He won't. It seems like he wants to, like he wants to grow up without losing his um, innocence. Without yeah. losing his innocence, and it's like it's tearing him apart because you can't really do that. You can't become an adult without realizing, you know, the dirty, bad stuff in the world, and realizing your responsibilities as an adult. And so, he doesn't want to let go of his innocence. But he also wants to grow up, so he just he eventually just falls apart because you cannot do one and the other at the same time. Exactly. I think that's like he's never really gotten to do this before, which was I mean, he was with no parents, no supporting adults. Mm -hmm. He was walking around New York on his own for multiple days, um, trying to act like an adult, and it's just kind of it's really showing him what adult life is like, and that's that's exactly that. It's just it's pushing him into it even further than they already yeah. been. So it's a cold, dark world, and he sees that. Um, you know, why do you think Holden wrote this book? To cope. I think it was because he goes off, he sidetracks a lot from his main, like, point. Because he would be, like, saying, oh, we went to the park, like, or something like that. And then he goes off track, and he's like, oh, I remember this time. And then... It's more of like to cope, I guess, mm -hmm. to rethink the memories and the good times. And it's like he's hiding, like him writing this book. Like I feel like if I put myself in his shoes, it's like he's hiding his real emotions in like a story about nothing. So like he thinks when people read it, it just is about nothing. But he really is using it as like therapy. But he doesn't want people to know that he like wants yeah. help. Yeah, he wants it. He wants an outlet for all his emotions and. Um, all of his fears, but he doesn't want to like talk to anybody, and he doesn't want anybody to actually understand um, what he's saying. So he just says random things that are that can be justified by certain emotions. And, yeah, exactly. That ties into the overall theme of him wanting companionship while also not wanting to share anything at all about himself. But then in doing so, he shares pretty much everything about himself just because you can read him so easily. So, yeah. well, not easily, but he just has a lot to read. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to number nine, which is why is this book on so many must read lists? Uh, like there's nothing. You want like honesty it. or <laughs> share whatever? Textbook answer. <laughs> I mean,. It is it is a a, a very good oh, book, man. and if you want to if you want to dive into you know someone's emotions as a case study for attachment theory, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if that's not what you want to do, then you're not going to like it. Yeah, and I think we already kind of answered this question with what we said earlier, kind of touching on how. Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, it's just because 
the book, there's so many messages within the book and it's so relatable to, to pretty much everybody, you know, anybody of a young or an older age. It's just, especially with the internal dialogue, it's just people like to read this. It encourages their own introspection. Yeah. Introspection is a great tool to it's have. Word. It's a great word, yes, but it's a, it's a good thing to do. Uh, number 10 is what is your overall opinion of Holden? <laughs> interesting <laughs> character interesting. to say the least. Kind of, kind of irritating. Kind yes. of irritating. Like I'm Definitely. reading it and I'd be like, that's like kind of yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, pretty much everything. But then you have to keep in mind it's all internal dialogue, like yeah. just the constant objectification of woman around oh, yeah. him. And I mean, but there's also a different time, so it's hard to. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it gets kind of irritating reading it. You're like, dude, stop! Why yeah. are you doing this? Please sounds stop. Like, sounds like Mister All just beating a beating a dead horse and just goes yes. on and on, just rambles Definitely. about nothing. Um, this will move on to number 11 then which is uh, I just like, don't have any strong like opinions I know some of this is really hard I guess that's why we're doing a Socratic seminar can I get everybody then you can think off of that yeah I guess we'll move on to number 11 which is uh, what values do you believe Holden has uh, what <laughs> I don't zero. I don't think he really has a set of values I think yeah. he just kind of does whatever he feels like doing without any thought put into it necessarily. I think he changes his values based on like what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if, if today is an adulting day, he has one set of values. If today is a not adulting day, it's a different set of values and it's always changing. I feel like he kind of wants to be an adult, Mm -hmm. but he can't. So that's like, I guess kind of a value he wants. Like he's trying to grow up so much in this book. Yeah. And you see him try to be an adult, but then end up. I think the only value he really has is just he wants he just wants to be different. Like, mm-hmm. and then when he talks about like his life, like he wanted to be like a deaf me and live in the cabin. He like that's like very different. I think. Yeah, he just wants to be isolated. Yeah, because he talks about thing. how, and then at the very end when he talks about like, yeah, he wants to be a deaf mute and never. <laughs> yeah, he wants to never talk to anybody besides doing paper, and even then it was just to annoy them so that they wouldn't talk to him anymore. Yep. <laughs> Which also, like, not, like is interesting because, sorry, I'm covering that close. Um, like, he doesn't want to talk to anyone, but I feel like he really does. Like, he does because mm-hmm. everyone wants, like, friends and people to talk to because <clears throat> that's how you let your feelings out. And yeah. It's he, interesting, like, how he wants to hide it. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to want to talk to somebody, but he, he does, does, and he can't figure out how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it seems like, with all this companion, he wants companionship strictly within his own qualifications for yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to talk to me about this, this, and this, and you will yeah. say nothing more, ask me nothing else. And when I say stop, I'm going to go away and that's it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He can't handle someone like having a different opinion. Like when he was talking to like Sally, like Definitely. you could definitely tell in that situation. Yeah. Like she said something that he didn't like and he just like couldn't handle it. Oh, no. <laughs> he just doesn't like having to uphold like a good really I it's just like yeah. there's there's so yeah. many different layers of yeah. it there's so many things that people depend on you on yeah and uh like when he was talking to Sally and he started all of a sudden like insulting her when they were on the date I mean yeah. it's just another reason why you can't be an adult exactly yeah. 
Um, okay, we'll move on to number 12, which is make some initial connections between Holden and CBT, DBT, or attachment theory. Um, I feel like it's a really big... He's He does a lot of attachment theory, like, because he, in attachment theory, there's avoidant, and he's, right? Isn't that avoidant? Yeah, yeah. avoidant attachment. Yeah, and he, he, when I read through that, he did most of those stuff. Like, he's very, like, distant from himself, from relationships, but he's also, like, I guess, involved. It's very confusing, but I saw a lot of similarities between them. Yeah, exactly, like being detached and really far from any companion or person you have a relationship with, but then also just yearning for this relationship. <laughs> Thank you. And just being really like feeling really lonely. It's just wanting that, that relationship without being able to do that. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like he's also has this because like it started when they were younger. So like, I feel like when his brother Right, his brother? Yeah, yeah. his brother. Uh, Allie. Yeah. I feel like that's where it kind of started. Because yeah. he's... And he didn't really get to cope with his emotions. He got just sent uh, away. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just kind of like... So he's still holding on. He didn't really get closure, I guess. Mm -hmm. so. He just doesn't... He's he's kind of afraid of the the fragility, fragile state. And, you know, and then just the non-permanent part of life. How Allie could just be ripped away from his life and never come back, you know. Yeah. Um, he might be scared that it might happen to, like, Phoebe or someone else. Mm -hmm. I think that might actually relate to, like, when he kept asking about the ducks and where they go. It mm -hmm. seemed like, because it was, it was uh, the ducks, they migrate away, yeah, they go away for six months, and then they come back, exactly. He's, he's wondering how they can go away and then come back each year, you know, and it just relates to, like, Allie never comes back, and, you know, he just doesn't want to get close to somebody and then lose them. Yeah. So he kind of just slowly like attaches himself to some people and mm -hmm. leaves them. If so they don't leave him. He doesn't get yeah. Like he has, he almost has like obsessions with people, but he doesn't necessarily, I feel like he doesn't want relationships with people because he doesn't want to get close. Yeah. He doesn't want to get And hurt. then, yeah, then leave. Or maybe he even feels like, him being close with someone might force them to leave or mm -hmm. something like that. So he forms obsessions with these people, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get close to them just because he doesn't want them to leave. I think he definitely obsesses over Jane. Oh, yes. Yeah. For sure. yeah, Jane. I mean, definitely. all the, yeah, just the overall concept of having a companion and a girl, but then especially Jane, because it seemed like he got the closest to her. I think also, like, you could see sometimes when he has like the spontaneous breakthrough it seems like he just kind of his mind breaks away from trying to avoid people so much and then all of a sudden he's kind of more normal and wants that companionship to be close to somebody like when he told sally let's move away to a cabin right now we're gonna do it together you know that was like he he would never want to be in a cabin with somebody and then all of a sudden he's asking her to come with him to do that and then gets mad when she yeah. doesn't exactly also like with Jane, like, that's, like, the one person that he talks about that he actually, like, really likes, like, friend or, mm -hmm. like, whatever. And he always, like, talks. He's, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to call her. Like, I should call her because, like, she's the only one person that I actually like, but he never actually calls her. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, like, avoiding, 
avoided attachment. <laughs> he's like avoiding that because I don't know. Maybe he's like afraid that it's not gonna work, mm-hmm. or that like afraid of just having a real relationship with someone that he actually likes because then he won't want to actually like leave. He would, like, you know. All right, <laughs> we'll go on to thirteen inches. Why do you think Miss Helmer chose to focus on therapy theories and coping mechanisms? I think so we could get a, a better understanding of like why Holden, Holden is the way he is. You know, seeing his like, thoughts and stuff. Um, I think kind of beyond just the story, I think overall we're studying therapy theories and coping, me- coping mechanisms just so we can kind of, because we're teenagers and there's so much attention yeah. on how we're all getting depression and we're all anxious and stuff like this. You know, I think especially in today's day and age, she just wants us to be able to relate to this a little more and see like how, what we're thinking is very similar to what a lot of other people go through as well. And so that we can have it like a deeper understanding of um, like the, you know, the human condition and the human thought process. Mm-hmm. Was it was such a superficial society now? Yeah. yeah, exactly that. You know, you feel like you are the different one when, in fact, everybody is different. You Every, just have, yeah, yeah, everybody's different. But we, as a society, refuse to see that and refuse to recognize that everybody is different. Everybody has something to offer that is unique to them because everyone has a different life experience. Yeah. Well, this is what you get with a young, new teacher trying to do something different. Love that, Miss Homer. Thank you. It's got to be hip, man. Hip. Uh, we'll go on to 14, which is share your biggest takeaways from CBT, DBT, or attachment theory. Uh, I, I, uh, Reading the avoidant <laughs> attachment thing, I see quite a few of the aspects.